Welcome to the She Fills Forward podcast, brought to you by Her Branding Co., the leading educational platform teaching female founders how to market, brand, and grow their businesses. We're your hosts, Jess and Mari, co-founders of Her Branding Co. Together, we have over 20 years of experience in marketing, branding, and entrepreneurship, and we know exactly what it feels like to take the leap having no idea how you'll come out on the other side. We believe that the pursuit of perfection is futile in entrepreneurship, and that failing forward is truly the best way to build a business. On the She Feels Forward podcast, we'll interview successful founders to explore the journey, trials, and tribulations they've overcome to building businesses that they love. Sit with us as we host live interviews, pull back the curtain, and dig into the nitty gritty of what it really takes to build a business and a brand that you can be proud of. Because even the most successful of business owners will admit that they're just figuring it out as they go. So without further ado, let's start the show. Today on the show, we chat with Patrice Mousseau, founder and CEO of Satya Organic Skincare. What a beautiful conversation we're going to have with her. Patrice shares so many intimate details of her early days of creating her product in her crock pot in her kitchen and delivering it to people through her kitchen window to now being in major retailers across Canada, the US, and now Asia. We talk a lot about purpose and how Patrice really has leaned into what her greater purpose is over the years, which, spoiler alert, it's her daughter and her community. So grab your favorite notebook and perhaps a warm cup of coffee because this is going to be a cozy episode. Let's start the show. Patrice, welcome to the show. Mari and I are so excited to have you on the She Fills Forward podcast. We love what you're doing. We are so excited to chat about your journey and what you've been up to. So to kick our listeners off with a little bit about who you are, can you tell us about yourself and about your company? Awesome. Well, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me, guys. Um, my name is Patrice Musso. Mm-hmm. I am uh, Ojibwe uh, from Fort William First Nation in uh, up here in Canada. And I have a company called Satya Organics. And it's something I actually created because of my daughter. I started, you know, my career off as a journalist. I was a radio and television host for many, many years, and then um, had a baby, and my baby developed eczema or eczema, as you call it in the U.S. And um, the doctor's only option to me was steroid creams for my eight-month-old, which was not something that I was. Um, I wasn't just going to accept that. Um, and I thought, you know, I'm, my background, I, I'm a researcher. I can go out and take a look at what's available. So I looked at, you know, the existing medical research and traditional medicine. And I, I looked at academic studies from different universities, whatever I could get my hands on and um, took all that information and put it in my kitchen crock pot and created something that, uh, cleared my daughter's eczema up in two days. And uh, the crock pot, by the way, which I bought used off of Facebook for $15, uh, I still have, um, because I didn't have one at the time. But uh, when I was finished, you know, I I had this whole crock pot left over and I certainly didn't need all of that. So I put it out there um, into the community on Facebook. I said, does anybody else, you know, need any of this? 
And I ended up having to make like three more crock pots because everybody needed some of this, which at the time I didn't realize how prevalent the problem was. I mean, we're talking about about 25% of the world's population right now has eczema or some sort of very closely related skin issue. So um, it's been filling a real need, um, which I think it had to do for, in order for me to, to actually start my own business because I've never done any of this before. Learning by fire. First of all, both of my girls have eczema. So I feel this on a molecular level. And when my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's going to be six in a couple months at the time that we taped this episode, I will never forget. She was like, we, we took her, we took her out for, for like for brunch. It was like one of our first like outings as new parents, you know, and we were sitting under an umbrella, but I guess the sun had bounced off of the concrete and I, and so she got sunburn. I, I, I mean, not terribly, but like, I had no, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know kids could get sunburned like this. So that happened. And then her head started to peel and I thought, oh, it's just sunburn. No, no. It was hardcore eczema. I mean, it was just like, like cradle cap is what we call like head eczema here. I don't know if that's um, similar to what, to what your product um, focuses on, but it was crazy. And that was my first ever experience with any type of skin condition. And it's been, it's been quite a journey and I totally hear you with not wanting to put steroid cream on there. Um, I'm very lucky that my father-in-law, my husband's from Holland. So my, and my father-in-law was a homeopath and Holland for 35 years. And so he made us a homeopathic medicine, but you know, who has access to that? Not many people. And the mm -hmm. homeopathic medicine is what ended up clearing up her cradle cap and her eczema. So yeah, I love totally relevant, huge product market fit. And um, I love your story about the crock pot. I think that's amazing. I feel like you need to have like a crock pot icon, like somewhere in your branding, if you don't have it already. <laughs> Right. We're, we're totally using your headshot with a crock pot. For yeah. This episode. Love, love, love. So cute. We're just going to Photoshop that's... it. In. Just kidding. We're not really going to do that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's exactly what, what Satya is. Though. It's very basic. That's it's wonderful. botanical. It's simple. It's something that, you know, Nana could have been making in her kitchen no idea. You know, 100 years ago, but just elevated to be like a premier, premier product like a very clean organic um you know approved by the fda dermatologist tested that all that kind of stuff but just really like it's a really great home remedy in essence and you're right like baby skin is so delicate you can get a sunburn from <laughs> from concrete you, you know you don't necessarily want to be putting steroids on on a baby skin or anybody's skin that shouldn't necessarily be the first thing you reach for i'm not saying that steroids are you know inherently evil or anything but it doesn't have to be the first thing that you try and um yeah it's 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 just something that that worked really well and i needed to share it with people so then walk us through the timeline, um, Patrice. So when did you launch and what were sort of the, your stages of launch? Like, you know, did you come into some some early obstacles, you know, with, you know, uh, production and manufacturing? I mean, I'm sure there's lots of lessons learned there. And just in general, you know, how have you been able to grow and kind of where do you see the company sure. going now? So um, 
when I started making this, I never uh, thought I'd run a business. Yeah. I mean, I was literally handing it to people through my kitchen window for like enough money to buy ingredients, like that kind of thing. And it was probably about a year later and uh, for a favor, I was interviewing somebody on another friend's podcast and uh, <laughs> we just hit it off like, like gangsters. It was a uh, gangbusters. It was amazing. And she uh, was running a, a business up here in Canada. And she said, you know, you need to come to this women's business conference and bring, you know, your product. And because I just had this, she's very intuitive. I just had this feeling you need to come and, and see some women in business. So I took my product with like, literally it, it had like wow. um, construction paper that I had handwritten a label on to this, to this conference. And I saw all these women in business who were doing business with a purpose over profit. Like it, they were really trying to do good in the world and address issues. Um, and, you know, and still being successful, still being profitable, still running, you know, amazing businesses, but also like, it wasn't just about um, making money for them. It was about so much more. And I thought, oh, well, if that's what business can be, I think I can do it. Because for me, the perceptions of business have always been pretty negative, you know, very hyper-masculine, very, you know, take advantage of people. And it's all just about profit. And that's never really resonated with me. But when I saw that you could actually do business differently, I was like, oh, okay, I'm I think I'm going to try. So I did a farmer's, my first farmer's market um, in, God, I guess it was 2000, I want to say 2014. And then, um, you know, I convinced the, the lady at the local uh, kids store to carry my product. She didn't want to. She told me flat out no. And I said, well, do you have any skin problems? And she's like, I've got this rash under my ring finger that I can't get rid of. It's super itchy. So I gave her one of my little travel sizes. And I said, you know, I'll call you in three days. And she called me the next morning. She's like, it's gone. She said, I'll carry your product. And then she started talking to her friends and, you know, they told two friends kind of thing. And we ended up in about 70 stores in the lower mainland in Vancouver. And then Whole Foods called and they're like, we've heard about your product. We want to carry you. And I'm like, awesome. But like, I am still making this in my crock pot, basically. <laughs> like, you got to let me, you got to let me scale up. So they were like, sure. And uh, they were very patient. And, you know, it took me a little while. I had to find a, a proper lab with like big vats and find a distributor and do all that kind of stuff. And then when I said go, uh, we went from the 70 stores to 400 stores in two months. It was crazy. And now we've, now we've more than doubled that up here in Canada um, since then, plus a bunch of other platforms that we're on too. And we're exporting into Hong Kong and we just launched in the U.S. as well. So, wow. Congratulations. That is insane. Really insane. Like, kind of like we you know most years we double or triple our our growth it's been crazy and that just really speaks to the need right like yeah. people just they it's something that people are really looking for and so much of our growth has been word of mouth you know it's been moms talking to other moms saying i tried this it worked here you know whatever so because we haven't we haven't really done a lot of marketing to be honest you know um mm -hmm. yeah what a 
yeah, what a beautiful testament to the need of your product. And, you know, so here at Her Branding Co., you know, we're all about making branding and marketing an accessible discipline, right? We want women to feel empowered and actually enjoy the process of going to market, which is otherwise so stressful and so overwhelming. And so many times women end up coming onto the platform or they join, they join one of our programs and they're so obsessed about growing their Instagram following or paid media or something. And it's like, well, who's your customer and do like, do they even know what you're selling or need or need what you are selling? Right. So like just the fundamentals, I feel like just get so overlooked in this era of entrepreneurship because everyone's trying to show how successful they are without mm-hmm. actually doing the the really the true fundamental work of finding that product market fit. And you are such a testament to that of finding that product market fit, scaling when you were ready. I heard you say when I was when I was ready to go. So I'd love to kind of deep dive into that. Um, what made you mm-hmm. feel like you were ready? Um, because particularly for products, you know, it's different game when you're handling inventory and, and doing all of that. So can you walk us through maybe yeah. sort of your, your early challenges and, and early learnings through that process? So yes, getting ready in, involved, getting, getting people involved that have a different skill set than I do. I mean, I am an entrepreneur. I've discovered like it's, it's, it fits me really well, you know, problem solving, making decisions, that kind of stuff. I am not great at organizational, operational sides, finance, all those people. So I was able to build up a team of very smart women who, um, who fill in all of those gaps and together we can, you know, make good decisions together. Um, so that was really important. And just to be able to um, functionally ramp up um, what we were doing. Uh, like I said, it's a big leap from the crock pot to, <laughs> to, to manufacturing at a, at a large facility. So that was, a, that was huge um, to do that. And it wasn't easy for sure. What, what were some of the things that you did? Like, did you have to figure out how to, what, what are some of the maybe tactical steps that you had to do like did you have to figure out how to double the double triple quadruple the recipe um and i know you said you're fda certified or fda approved so that's definitely a process as well so if you have any specifics you could share that would be great Mm -hmm. um well for me around the certifications um i it was really important to me as a mom and as you know for me as a consumer i i wanted to jump through all the hoops so that whoever was buying our product Mm -hmm. they knew that we had you know it's like a premium product it's absolutely the best that you can do so you know we are usda certified organic we are approved by health canada and the fda um we are um carbon neutral with the great bear rainforest we are um you know we are in a partnership with the plastic bank so whatever plastic we produce oh my god um we are actually paying someone in developing country to harvest plastic out of their waterways and they exchange it for credits for medical care and educational tuition and household items um you know we're leaping bunny certified we're uh we're ewg certified we're we're, you know, discussing mm. getting our certification from the National Eczema Society in the U.S. right now. Um, just all of those things were really important. They mm-hmm. all took a lot of time 
to to gather up and we're still moving we're still gathering even more people it's it's great um a lot of i mean it's, it's been such a it's such a learning curve right now um mm. still like it's like you're creating a new business every couple of months um because the the challenges become different or bigger or you need to learn something new yeah i mean it's never it's it, being an entrepreneur is not for somebody who likes to be like one and done you know you can never it you're never done and um you have to always be up for constant challenge and insecurity too because there you you know the reality is is you don't necessarily know what things are going to look like in a, in a month um and you know we were talking about uh, business challenges um and and people have said to me oh this is a nice problem to have but the reality is it wasn't at the time i'll tell you for sure so what happened was um i had done a bit of media in in canada um and it was like five minutes on a national radio tel- national radio show talking about my product and another thing that I was involved with, CEO. And uh, we sold out across the country in two days. And we sold, I can't remember what it was. It was ridiculous. It was like $30,000 in a day on our website. Like it was just nuts, right? And because of that, um, so many problems came up, um, most especially cash flow. Um, so cash flow, and so cash flow is something I, I don't even know what the hell, excuse, I hope I can say hell. I didn't know what cash flow was before. Um, and so here I was having a very successful um, product and a great, you know, great people beside me. Um, and things, things were going well, but somehow I was out of money. Um, I didn't know how I was going to be able to pay for the next inventory run. You know, I was deeply in debt and that felt even worse because, <laughs> because I wasn't failing because they didn't want it is like everybody wanted it and I was still failing. So I felt like a double failure. Like, like, how is it, how is it that I suck so bad that I can't make this work, even though people want the product? And it wasn't until I talked to um, a, a business coach, um, MJ, and she had said, you know, when you have a product, if you're not running into cash flow problems, you probably don't have a successful product. She said, that's actually an indicator of success. So that, that helped me, you know, feel a bit better. But honestly, I was like in breakdown mode. I was on the floor crying. Like I just felt ridiculous that I couldn't make this work. I couldn't figure it out. No matter what, what I did, no matter how hard I worked, I was just failing. Wow. So, so how did you crack it? Like, what was the, what was the secret sauce? <laughs> MJ, the coach, she was like, I don't care what you're doing right now. She's like, you need to take a break. You need to take step a week away. off. Mm. You need to step away. Um, I mean, I couldn't afford to, honestly, like I, I, so much was going on, but I literally couldn't stop crying. So it need like, even just now, just think, remembering it, like I was so overwhelmed Mm-hmm. Um, I just had to step away and come back and get some perspective because, um, yeah, it's really hard. So many powerful things you just said 
right there. One, I want to go back to your team. So I want to touch on that in a second. And then the other thing that I want to touch on is like, I had to just step away. We live in a culture where if we do not feel like we are hustling, 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 right? We are never going to be successful. I will never forget my first business. I shared it with someone who I deeply care about. And he said to me, if you are not working 24 seven, you'll never be a real entrepreneur. Your business will never be successful. And I was like, if that's the definition of success, then I don't want it. Like, I don't want to work 24 seven. Like, I don't want to be just, you know, being dragged along by my business. I want to be in front of it. I want to be, I want the business to deliver value back to me because I'm giving so much value to it. And I feel like a lot of women, especially in the early stages, they feel like I just need to work harder. I just need to do more in a day. And that's not the case, right? So I I love that you shared that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that because that's so real and so important to hear. And that statement is so um, patriarchal. Mm -hmm. Like men, you know, men have women who handle everything in their lives outside of their business. So they can feel like they're working 24 seven and they're hustling and hustling. Women still have all these other things that we take care of as well. That we are unpaid for. Unpaid, (laughs) underrecognized. Yes. And this, this idea of the self-made man is absolutely ridiculous. Not just Mm -hmm. the self-made man because he has someone there supporting him in his life and his in his home and getting sure he's fed and clothed and all the other stuff. But also, you know, nobody is a self-made man. You look at like Jeff Bezos or whatever and all those like people. Um, sorry, I have yes. this look on my face, but it's, it's not like they're out there pack, you know, shipping boxes, like Correct. putting, like everything is done with other people. All success doesn't just come from that one person. It comes from everybody in that community mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. forward together. So beautifully said. And I know um, you wrote, you submitted in your, you know, content to be on the podcast that you're a single mom. So I was raised by a single mom and, you know, my mom owned a salon for some years um, and it ended up not doing well. And then she ended up going to business school and then she realized, oh man, I made so many mistakes. Like I wish I would have done that differently. And I mean, I, I grew up seeing her work literally three, four jobs at a time sometimes. So on top of being a single mom trying to run your business, you know, can you share anything that um, really helped you through that time and still can t- still continues to help you through that time? Yeah. I mean, 100%, it's the community that I have around me mm-hmm. of other female entrepreneurs um, who just allow me to be vulnerable and to mm-hmm. talk about how hard it is sometimes and who, you know, we can just talk and and share who we are because it's very isolating being an entrepreneur nobody really really understands exactly what's going on in your life um except for maybe other entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and uh they just you know they got your back um i just i really couldn't i couldn't survive without that community i would not have had the success that i have had um without having those people around me there's no way Mm -hmm. That theme comes up a lot. Um, We hear that, I think, with almost every single podcast host is, or um, um, guest, excuse me, is, you know, my friend or my mentor or my co-founder or my community or my so-and-so. 
yeah, I mean, you, we can't build our businesses in a vacuum. Um, we'll never be successful that way. So something that you said earlier is about your team. So we had Julia Pimsler mm-hmm. on our show a couple episodes back, and she's the founder of Little Pim and Million Dollar Women. She's built several multi-million dollar companies, and she is a fellow Francophile. And she was saying that um, she gave the example of Notre Dame, the cathedral in Paris, and she was saying that uh, in order for Notre Dame to stand, she has 26 or 27, like, flying buttresses. And she was saying, no one says, oh, what a beautiful cathedral. Too bad she has those flying buttresses to help her to help her stand. They don't do that, right? They say, oh, beautiful cathedral, right? And mm-hmm. that was her sentiments very similar to yours. It's like, you got to find your flying buttresses, right? You got to find either that community or that team who's really going to help you um, move forward. So when you were finding those rock star women, what were some of the things that you looked for? Because, you know, we just brought on our first, like, real team member. We've had lots of team members before, but I would say our first, like, official, official, official hire. So we're really excited about that. And we have a special process that we've done for that. And I know a lot of our listeners are at that early stage and they're like, I can't afford top talent or I don't even know where to start with finding talent. What were some of the things that you specifically looked for for your flying buttresses in those early days? I mean, I made mistakes. Let's be clear. I've had <laughs> bad mistakes. Okay. And I mean, I think it had to do, the bad mistakes maybe had to do with my own insecurity too. I had somebody come in who said they had an MBA, you know, and, and that they knew how to do business. And I certainly didn't. So I thought, oh, this person, I need this person, of course you know, um, massive, massive mistake, um, which is a whole other discussion. Um, and then, you know, I also met people, it's funny, like my bookkeeper, for example, I met her the very, the day, the first day I did my, um, uh, very first farmer's market. She was there with her sister who was running the farmer's market. It was the first day I met her. And, you know, we became friends and then she became a bookkeeper and then I ended up hiring her. Like it, it just, um, I've been very blessed to, to find the really smart, amazing, kind, wonderful women in my life who have just also become a part of my business. And I don't, um, I don't, you know, necessarily look for the MBAs. Um, I'll be honest, I look for the moms because uh, moms get stuff done. Like they are like, they just, they just do man. And so reliable and just Amen. so smart. Like I think moms, moms get shit done. are the big <laughs> sure. untapped resource, you know, mm-hmm. like so many of us have um, this incredible am- amount of things and worth to give and to share. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we can't work a regular nine to five, we're, you know, undervalued in a huge way. So if you can find a way to get as many moms as possible on your team, do it because you will never regret that. And um, mm-hmm. and just trust your gut. Like even if you have that tiny niggling doubt, like it's so hard to, you know, to, to put aside your logic because they have like the resume and listen to your gut because especially when you don't really trust yourself and you're not 100 percent about what you're doing 
please try and listen at least put some put some um barriers up of defense for yourself and don't just go all in with somebody because they seem nice or mm-hmm. or whatever because um we're really vulnerable as as entrepreneurs because we don't we you know like we're trying to learn everything we don't know everything so it makes us it makes us very vulnerable mm-hmm so well said are you familiar with the mom project i believe they're out of chicago it might be detroit i think it might be chicago so there's sidebar for any of you listeners are are looking to hire moms um they are an awesome organization where moms who are either they've been out of the workforce they want to work part-time they need to work remotely you can hire a mom to be on your team and you can hire her either for your office or virtual but they're specifically dedicated to helping moms who decided to step away to raise their kids for however long they choose to do that, come back into the workforce. And like um, Serena Williams is on their board. I mean, they have massive funding and really good resources. So for anyone listening, yeah. And these are like literally just one, uh, a founder um, named Brett, who is a designer and has a great jewelry company in New York. She used them to hire a mom to be her social media person, like just, yeah, and she's like so qualified. I mean, she just has all the things going for her. But yeah, mm-hmm. to your point, I mean, she just isn't able to take that patriarchal focus nine to five, right? That shoves us into that system. So, yes, so well said. We're we're very um, we're not we're not time based. We're task based. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things that we have is I created my own like mom network up in Canada. So shipping is really expensive. Um, and we wanted to employ people as well. So yes, we ma'am. set up the mom network. So basically we have people across the Canada that we ship product to. They fulfill orders for us from their homes in different regions. So our customers get it faster. Um, we pay less in shipping and we're able to employ people as well who wanna just work you know, as much as they can. So, and it, 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 it worked out really, really well for us. And, you know, being, being a, a first-time entrepreneur no one's done it before I didn't know that so I'll just you know you just create stuff that you need and uh, you make it work mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. so you talk about purpose you mentioned it earlier you know what you know where do you see Satya's legacy going I mean what you know, what do you really think is your greater purpose with this company that you're looking to build? Because it's definitely, the product is great, right? But the product is not um, the purpose. Well, so what things. what is the purpose? For one, for sure, it's about my daughter and um, teaching her that she can do anything that she wants in the whole world. Um, you know, I love that, you know, when she was mm. five, she was asking me like, what's a shipping rate? And, and she can like, stand up on a chair and, and, and talk about mummy's products. And, and then she goes on the playground and some little boys say that, you know, women can't run companies. And she's like, my mummy's the boss of everyone. You know, <laughs> she, she just, she's, she's, I can see that she feels really powerful Beautiful. and that she knows that she can go and do anything wow. in the world. I also see it as a way to show people that you can create a company, no matter how small you are, um, that is full of integrity and you can Mm -hmm. make the right decisions around, 
you know, who you work with and what your packaging is and, you know, your environmental sustainability and, and all those sorts of things. And you don't have to be, you know, big and powerful to make change. You can, you can make change in your own way. Um, so that, that's also something that, that means a lot to me is to try and create a business that I'm going to be proud of um, for myself, which is why we chose the name uh, Satya. It means um, to like pursue a higher truth. So that, that's, that's, that's my higher truth is to find, find a, a meaning in life and a, and a way to you know, give back good things in the, into the world, which includes you know, helping, helping people with their, with their skin issues, which is also you know, mental, emotional uh, issues as well, because it's, it's very difficult for people when they have um, skin issues. And you know, when people email me or, or call me and tell me that I help, then that helps me to get up you know, off the floor sometimes when I'm crying and, and keep going because I, I am making a difference in people's lives. So that's pretty huge. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, Patrice. I, I was thinking back to when you said that um, entrepreneurs have to be vulnerable. And as you're sharing your purpose and your mission and vision for uh, Satya, I think about that too and how when we search for our team, we really want to find people that love what we do as much as we do right like love our purpose and who we serve and um, that is so critical uh, in finding someone that you trust that will also share your your mission and vision so that's that's mm -hmm. really great I did want to circle back to your journey from crockpot to worldwide which I love that that you use um, so you mentioned you have to take a break. You know, you got with a coach, you have to take a break, makes total sense. What happened when you came back? Like, what was the new outlook that you had in the situation that made you, did you have to reframe something? Did you have to make some changes? I'm thinking about maybe some founders that are listening to this may run into this challenge. If they haven't already, they might at some point where they sell out and now they don't have the cash flow for the inventory coming up. So how did you take charge? Um, when you came back from that break. Right. And I, I just want to be super clear that like taking that break was really hard. Like I canceled uh, literally the week that I was, I had to take the break. I had a, I had a launch at the consulate in Hong Kong. I was flying to a trade mission in Japan. Um, and I had no money. <laughs> oh. So I was just like, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. I, no matter what, because I was literally at the last thread of my, like being able to hold myself together. So it wasn't easy, but I had to do it. When I came back, I mean, I was, I realized I was pushing myself just too hard constantly. Um, I, um, I just, I knew I had to, start finding a little more balance in my life. I hate, I hate saying that it sounds so cliche finding balance. Um, and it's not easy, but, um, I just have to, I have to prioritize because ultimately my life and my well-being is just as important as the well-being and life of my business. Um, and I, I think that I didn't really have that perspective before. Um, yeah, 
I'm trying. It's not perfect. It's not perfect by any means. I mean, I've, I've put on so much weight since I started my business, like so much weight because I don't eat. And then I eat like garbage and then I, you know, just sit at my desk all day and I don't go out and I get fresh air and exercise and all that kind of stuff. So it's not easy, but, um, I'm trying to do better all the time and trying to be a lot kinder to myself too, you know? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and for being vulnerable. I mean, it's, it's hard to prioritize and to find what to prioritize, especially when everything, everything, everything seems like it has to be a priority and, you know, you're a mom. So obviously there's other priorities outside of your business that take, that sometimes take precedence over yourself. And that's, yeah, that's very real. So thank you for sharing that. Hmm. Patrice, this has been an amazing conversation. We've enjoyed it so much. We're like, we're already at time and I'm so bummed. We're, we have to have you back on to talk about this again. <laughs> and yes, second everything Mari said, love your energy, love just everything you're about. And we want to support you in every way that we can. So if you could tell our listeners like where they could find you, how they can connect with you, how they can support you. I'm sure there are tons of women and identifying women, women who identify as women, um, persons who identify as women who would need and love your products. So how can they get in touch with you? Yes, absolutely. Amazing. So, um, well, you can follow us on our socials, which is uh, at Satya Organic. Um, and our, if you want to purchase the product, we are available um, in the U.S. on our website right now. Um, we have U.S. shipping all set up. So that is uh, Satya Organics with an S dot com. Um, also, this is kind of funny. I got a phone call from um, this lady and she said she was uh, from Kroger and they were interested in carrying my product on their website. And I said, oh, okay, like, what are you, you guys are like a grocery store, right? Because we don't have Kroger in Canada. So I didn't really know who Kroger was. It was really embarrassing. And she laughed at me, <laughs> but apparently they're huge. So <laughs> you can also find us on Kroger.com, but um, yeah, more directly on, on the website, satyaorganics.com as That's well. That's right. Buy directly we're, from the source, friends. Don't go to Kroger. <laughs> Not that we're anti-Kroger. <laughs> Buy from I, the e-commerce store. <laughs> whatever whatever works, yes. And we, we are looking um, now just to try and find um, the right relationships um, which, with what stores we want to be uh, a part of mm -hmm. in the U.S., the U.S. is so huge compared to Canada. I mean, the population of California is the population of Canada. So we're really trying to kind of figure out where we're going to go first. Because, again, I don't want to get crushed. So I want to go really slow moving in into the U.S. So. Absolutely. And this is why failure is feedback, right? So we'll, yeah, we'll definitely be using what you learned. That's amazing. Uh, well, we'll be linking all of this on the show notes for everybody to be able to connect with you and uh, purchase your products absolutely directly from your website. Um, if you had one piece of advice for female founders, early stage female founders, what would you share with them? Find your community, find people that you can talk to, people that you can ring up and be vulnerable with um, who are going through the same thing as you are. Um, you know, your mom and your husband and, you know, your best friend are all there giving, maybe giving you advice, but they, 
don't really understand the journey. You really need somebody else who's an entrepreneur who, um, who can really understand what's going on and the decisions that you have to make because it's a whole different world. Um, so definitely go out, find your community, go out, get yourself a, you know, find yourself a business group, uh, you know, especially with Zoom now, everything is so easy that way. Uh, look up CEO um, and, uh, and, and find some really great, uh, great people to talk to because that's, that's the key to success is your community. Amazing. Thank you, Patrice, for coming on the show. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. We hope you loved this episode. Here at Her Branding Co., we are deeply passionate about getting female founders access to the right marketing and branding education, tools, and resources that they need to build and grow their businesses. If you're interested in learning more about how Her Branding Co. can support you, check out our platform. You can think of us as the masterclass for female founders wanting to learn the ins and outs of branding and marketing. Our platform gives you access to a rich resource library of marketing courses, trainings, downloadable guides, workbooks, and other tactical, actionable resources that you can use in your business today. Platform members also receive exclusive access to monthly live mentoring sessions with incredible entrepreneurs who are dedicated to coaching you live. If you miss any of our trainings, everything is recorded and uploaded into your membership vault to access at any time. We add new trainings and courses monthly, and we're always on the lookout for the best marketing and branding resources to help you grow. We host live monthly masterclasses, which are free and completely open to anyone to attend. So head on over to our website, herbrandingco.com and sign up for a free class. On our website, you'll also see information about the Lucy Lab, our eight-week application-based marketing accelerator program, as well as our Marketing Mastermind, a 12-week mastermind program that's dedicated to helping you create, launch, and hit your marketing and sales goals. Of course, you can follow us on Instagram at herbrandingco, and you're always welcome to email us at hello at herbrandingco.com. To your success, this is Jess and Mari signing off, and we'll see you at the next episode.